Come on from the Keto Camp Podcast, we talk about toxicity with Dr. Wendy Trubo. I was on the fence about getting my mercury fillings out because I'm like, oh, I don't want to disturb it, right? She's like, that's that's a ridiculous thought process. Really, because anytime you eat and drink, you're releasing mercury into your system. And I was like, oh crap, bad thought, like bad thought process, right? So then she said to me, it's so toxic that we can't throw your mercury fillings in the trash. We have to throw your mercury fillings in specific biohazard that goes to toxic waste. I went, it's in my mouth, it's not considered toxic waste. It comes out, it's considered toxic waste. So it's so toxic. They can't expose the general population to it. It's that toxic. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I wanna thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, host of the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you for pressing play today. I am so grateful you continue to show up and press play. We are committed to getting out three new episodes to you every single week. So every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 a.m. Eastern Time, you'll see a brand new episode uploaded in your podcast app. Today is no exception. Brand new episode with Dr. Wendy Trubeau, who is the author of an, of an awesome book that just came out called Dirty Girl, Ditch the Toxins, Look Great, and Feel Freaking Amazing. I just love this conversation with Dr. Wendy. Not only is her information and her story incredible with her research, she, she is so well-researched, but I really enjoyed her attitude, enthusiasm, and her humor. She's a lot of fun. You're going to love her personality, which makes the learning of this topic much more efficient and easier. She's a functional medicine gynecologist which, with an incredible story. You're going to hear her story. And here are the topics we discussed today. Dr. Wendy shares her pain to purpose story. Then we get into dental health, silver amalgam fillings, cavitations, and why it's important to find the right dentist. And we share how to do that, how to find a biological dentist in your area. We talk about ingredients in our skincare household items. How do you know if something is healthy for you or not? We'll give you a simple tip on that. We get into mercury poisoning, which is near and dear to my heart. I was a mercury poison for several years with my silver amalgam fillings, but it's not just from fillings. We talk about fish, and she gives you some really awesome tips for eating fish to avoid mercury or to avoid toxicity in general. You're going to want to hear that part. We talk about the Holy Trinity and what role that plays with people feeling sick and tired. You're going to understand the liver, the adrenals, and the gut. 
which is her holy trinity that she discusses in her book. And she's going to give a tip for each of those organs. Then we talk about the reasons why you should stop eating sugar all the time and what that does to the liver. We talk about coffee enemas, repairing the gut microbiome. She gets into your household items and she gives you a really good blueprint on how to identify ingredients and products in your household and what to replace them with. She gives some phenomenal easy tips and much more. You're going to love this conversation. We get into her book, Dirty Girl, and she also has a great podcast with her husband. It's called the Five Journeys Podcast with her, her, Dr. Wendy Trubeau and Dr. Edward Levitin. I'm actually going to be a guest on that podcast soon. So we'll drop links and resources for her social media, her podcast, her website. All the resources we mentioned can be found down below. I can't wait to bring her on. Before I do, I want to take a minute to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This is from 12me, 13me, 14me. Not sure what that name means, but <laughs> here's what the reviewer said. Five stars. Awesome info for everyone. I have learned so much from the podcast on so many more levels than I ever thought to look into. Ben is a wealth of knowledge, has firsthand experience, and knows how to share it at a basic level. Thank you so much for that. I'm grateful that I could extract incredible research. And sometimes this is research that goes really deep and give it to you with analogies and stories and bite-sized nuggets. And that's what we are doing here at the Keto Camp Podcast. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for pressing play and leaving that rating and review. It was awesome. If you haven't left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating and review yet, please do so. Maybe I'll read yours on the next episode and it really helps the show grow and reach more lives. Before I bring on Dr. Wendy Trubeau, here's a quick message from today's sponsor. Did you know there's actually beverages that can supercharge your fasting results? My favorite, which is a keto powerhouse, is apple cider vinegar. There's a ton of research showing apple cider vinegar has been beneficial for boosting your metabolism, suppressing appetite, reducing fat storage. That's because apple cider vinegar contains acetic acid, which is a short-chain fatty acid that's been shown to promote weight loss in those ways. Also, apple cider vinegar is one of the best ways to balance your blood sugars. A study showed apple cider vinegar improved insulin sensitivity after high-carb meals up to 34%. We also know that apple cider vinegar stimulates digestion, acts as a bile stimulant to help break down the fat you're eating on keto. Another research study showed apple cider vinegar protects against mineral depletion. If you're like me, you probably don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar. I think it tastes disgusting. That's why my go-to is Paleo Valley's Apple Cider Vinegar Complex. This is an organic blend of apple cider vinegar and four more gut and health supportive superfoods. I take this before my meals. I take it before coffee. And this enhances my fast and my blood sugar regulation. You'll find it contains organic apple cider vinegar, organic turmeric, organic ginger, organic Ceylon cinnamon, and organic lemon. Since you are a listener of the Keto Camp podcast, we worked out an exclusive discount code for you to get the apple cider vinegar complex capsules and all of the products over at Paleo Valley. All you need to do is head to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. By the way, they got delicious beef sticks and an awesome organ meat complex. Go check them out. Paleovalley.com. That is KetoCamp15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below in the show notes.
Okay, let's have some fun and talk about toxicity and make it a fun conversation with Dr. Wendy Trubell. Dr. Wendy Trubell, medical doctor, is a functional medicine gynecologist. She received her MD from Tufts University in 2000 and has been practicing functional medicine since 2009. After all these years, she is still passionate about helping women optimize their health and their lives. There are so many different challenges in a woman's life, work, home, relationships, spirituality, health, and they all matter. While her credentials allow Trubeau a solid medical backdrop to help women achieve vitality, her own health journey, which she's going to share soon, has also inspired and supported her methods of care. Through her struggles with mold and metal toxicity, celiac disease, and a variety of other health issues, Dr. Wendy Trubeau has developed a deep sense of compassion for what her patients are facing. When she's not helping patients in her practice, Five Journeys, you can find Dr. Trubeau alongside her husband and their four kids creating a beautiful ecosystem in their backyard that provides nourishment to both body and soul. Here is the awesome Dr. Wendy Trubeau. Dr. Wendy Trubeau, thank you so much for joining me today on the Keto Camp Podcast. My pleasure. Great to be here, Ben. We are going to have a lot of fun on today's episode talking about your brand new book, Dirty Girl, Ditch the Toxins, Look Great, and Feel Freaking Amazing. You had two people who endorsed your book. I was just telling you congratulations, Dr. Mark Hyman, which everybody knows who he is. Mel Robbins, uh, love her work. I'm always high-fiving myself in the mirror now. (laughs) Five-second rule. And your book is awesome. And you really dive deep into this important topic of toxicity. And we're going to get into your book. Before we do, Wendy, you have an amazing pain-to-purpose story of your struggles in your mid-30s. So let's go back to your 35-year-old self. What were you dealing with back then? Okay. So my, my story really does have two main main plots, right? So the first is at 35, I could pretty much not get out of bed, but I did because I was the primary breadwinner in our family. And I'm also stubborn. You know, I I was an OBGYN and I was proud of what I did. And I wasn't going to be beaten down by some vague sense of symptoms, right? So they, I mean, not to minimize, right? But I, I was like, okay, I can do this. So I had hair loss, brain fog, anxiety, thyroid issues, heart palpitations, memory issues, everything with the gut, bloating, gas, diarrhea, constipation, sometimes on the same day, you know, terrible room clearing gas, like room clearing. God, I cannot believe my husband married me because room clearing gas, like the worst. And then bad periods, heavy periods. I had fertility challenges. I obviously made up for those fertility challenges by having four kids, but that fertility challenges. And then wasting and nutrient deficiencies. So uh, I'm slim. I was a lot thinner and it was an unhealthy slim. It was unhealthily thin, actually. I was like skinny. And then nutrient deficiencies sort of, this sort of hallmark of celiac because starting in the gut, you don't absorb well. So I had calcium, vitamin D, B12, folate, magnesium, iron, and I mean, look back, I was iron deficient when I was 15 and it never responded to iron supplementation. So that was like your first big red, red flag, but yeah. it took me 20 years to get diagnosed. So when I was 35, I could almost not get out of bed and I felt terrible. And my husband, who was working with a functional medicine doctor as his mentor said, why don't you see my mentor as a consult before we change insurances? Because we, we were in the midst of changing stuff around. So I did. 
And he and I he did this huge workup. I did stool and blood and all the minerals and nutrients. And he said to me, "You're not going to like this." Now remember, I was 35, so this was 16 years ago. I'm 51, and this is before continuous glucose monitoring was around. And I said to him, "Please don't tell me I have diabetes. I cannot stick my fingers. I cannot." Now, now you would just put a CGM on you and you'd be psyched, but. This is like the dark ages 15 years ago. And he's like, you don't have diabetes, you have celiac. And I went, oh, my dad has celiac. He goes, yeah, well, it's genetic. It should have been tested. And I was like, crap, crap. You know, the doctors fell through the medical cracks. And so I got diagnosed when I was 35 and really committedly worked on my gut for the next, I mean, I'm still working on my gut because it's, I'm a sensitive soul, you know, so I'm kind of easy to backslide, but I, I really eliminated gluten, eliminated candida, which was an issue for me at the same time, food sensitivities, worked on replenishing everything and felt pretty good, or at least what I knew as pretty good. And I, I qualify that because what I didn't know that I now know is that I feel so much better, but I had a ton of toxins that I didn't know about. And so what I thought was my best was really not my best. And it was only after peeling all this stuff off that I went, oh, I feel a lot better, like a lot better. I feel better now than I did in my 20s. So it, it, it's profound. So that was part one of my story. And let me just pause and see like two questions. Is there stuff that comes up? Because yeah, I think it's a it's lot. A, yeah, I think it's important to note that so many people are doing a lot of things right. They're taking the best supplements in the world. They're eating whole foods non-GMO, which helps for sure. And it takes you to a certain point, like it did for you and like it did for me too. But then all of a sudden it's like, is that it? Like, I want to go to another level. There's something else. There's some other interference. And that's, I want the audience to hear that because for you, there was something else interfering and that was toxin. So how did you discover the toxicity part? What, What made you aware of it? And then what were your first steps to start identifying which toxins you had? Yeah. So, so I'm a bad patient. Okay. Let's just say that up front. You don't have to wonder if I'm a bad patient. I'm a terrible patient and it's very hard to treat yourself. And I never go to the doctor and I never complain, obviously, because I like couldn't get out of bed with celiac and still didn't go to the doctor. So I had two exposures to lead. Well, I had multiple exposures, but the two that really were what I would say that the final straws was one was in August of 2018 we live, I live in Newton, Massachusetts, and it's, it's tight in Newton. You know, it's not like farmland where there's lots of space between houses. We can toss a coin from our home to our neighbor's home. And so he took his house down to build a new one. And it was a post-war, pre-1978 lead paint law construction home. So I knew it had lead paint. And he takes it down. It's, it's August. It's hot. And we have our windows open and he takes the house down, which automatically dusts, you know, 2000 square feet of dust. And I start freaking out. I'm like, shut the windows. We're going to get a lead exposure. And then I promptly forgot about it. I mean, I remember vividly being like, shut that down. You know, we don't want to get exposed. But I forgot. And my hair started falling out. And I was like, what's going on? And I mean, it was enough that my hairdresser agreed. Yes, your hair is thinning. And you know, I mentioned I'm 51, so I was 48 at the time. So I was kind of like, oh no, do I have hormone issues? Check my thyroid's normal. Check my estrogens. Well, I mean, it's a little bit low, but it's fine. I'm still having regular periods. So chalk it up to who knows what the hell that was. Move on. 
Fast forward to April of 2019, we went to Notre Dame in France and spent a week there right after Notre Dame burned. We had tickets to go to Notre Dame and look around and then it burned down. So we couldn't go inside, but we walked by it and spent a week right there. And it was really dusty. And the week after I came home, the, mo the month later, I gained nine pounds. And nine pounds is not anything a perimenopausal woman ever wants to gain, you know, just like that. It wasn't nine pounds of muscle. It was fat. Yes. And so I gained all this weight. My hair loss accelerated even more. And I had this rash now on my face that was, it started right around my nose. It was like really itchy. And then it went down here. Then it went under my chin. And then it was my eyes and the top of my eyes. And I was like, oh, I'm going to rip my face off. It was, it was awful. And so now it's really bad, right? And I'm like, okay, this is really not normal. But again, bad patient, functional medicine doctor, it's hard to treat yourself. So I start again doing this. Is this the perimenopause ridiculous hormone storm that I'm in? What's going on? It's not that. And I'm just sort of chewing my way through what's going on when I hear this report on the radio at the end of the summer. And the report talks about how when Notre Dame burned down, it released 500 tons of lead into the air. Wow. as dust. And I was like, what? I was there. And and the closer you were to Notre Dame, the more exposure you got. This makes sense, right? The closer and then the farther out you got, the less exposure you got. And I was like, you know, all these four letter words are going through my head. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I spent a week there and I noticed the dust. I said something about it to my husband. And then I went off the cliff when I came home. So holy smokes, I got a lead exposure. And I must have lead. So I went, and, and let's back up a step. I had already gotten a free mycotoxins testing kit and done it because, you know, we, we get testing kits from the, the vendors and they were like, let's show you how it works. So I did the mycotoxins testing kit actually right before I left for France. And then when I came home, it was positive for four strains of mycotoxins, which are the, the toxins that molds put out when they're in your body. And I was like, oh, maybe that's the problem with my face, right? Because because mold stuff can make reactive airway disease, asthma, cough, post-nasal drip, skin stuff, weight loss resistance. So I started treating that and my weight didn't budge. My gut got better, but my weight didn't budge. I, I used to be really sensitive to gluten and now I'm still sensitive, but I'm not like the canary in the coal mine. I can I have a lot more sort of resilience and elasticity around exposures. So I already knew about the mycotoxins. I'm treating those and I hear about this report and then I do my test. Now, as a functional medicine provider, I already had done this test years before, and it was slightly out of range. So we test at eight, it was nine. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to test. I'm not going to do this whole program just for one point. Knowing now what I didn't know then, I should have treated because often what you'll see when someone has all these toxins, the, the liver starts to not effectively remove toxins. So what you see is the tip of the iceberg stuff gets worse before it gets better. So anyway, I blew it off. Again, bad doctor, bad patient. <laughs> I blew it off, but I retested this time. And instead of being slightly out of range, it was now out of range. So it was nine, it went to 12. That got my attention because that was a 25% increase. And I was like, oh, I really did get an exposure. And in the light of the weight gain, the hair loss, the rash, I'm treating this because you know, something's going on. So I started treating. Then during this, and I will say, doctors are bad patients. So yeah. the program is 12 weeks long. And 
my level was 12. And I kind of thought, okay, straight line 12, we expect a 10 to 20 point decrease and I want to be under eight. So cool, one treatment and I'll be done, right? Check it off. So the first six weeks of the protocol, I thought a truck ran over me. I was so tired. Went to bed at 8.45 at night. I was like, oh, barely making it through. And after six weeks, it lifted. And I looked at my husband. I went, oh, my medals are gone. My medals are gone. We're so safe. My medals are gone. But I'll finish the program and then I'll retest. So I finished the program. I retest. And my medals are not gone. They're like three times what they were for lead. And the mercury went from negative to 41. So, so were you <laughs> testing with urine and was it, you were using a challenging agent for it too? I was, yeah. I was using DMSA was, as okay. a challenging agent. And I use the same test every time. So what happened? You opened up your detox pathways and it just showed more metals? Is that what happened? Yeah, I like opened up the rusty spigot that previously <laughs> could not let anything out. And then it was like, oh, well, here you go. And the mercury went up to 41. I was like, oh, wow, geez, that's why you felt like crap. I was like, no wonder I'm losing my hair, right? Like, yeah, I've got a lot of toxins here. And then it was time to retest the mold because I'd been doing it for a year. And I was like, well, it's the same test for mold, environmental toxins, pesticides, glyphosate. So I'll do the whole thing at once. Get the data, right? Ignorance is bliss, man. So as expected, when you do the, the removal, the mycotoxins go up. That's normal. So I had gotten rid of a strain, but the other ones were much higher, which is what you expect. It's not worrisome. It's it just a way like a concentration gradients, right? Where you're taking some out. Well, at least with metals, I know that. I'm not sure with, with molds. It's, no, it's, it's, it's just that you're mobilizing it so you can okay. see it more. You're no longer as locked down. Got it. So I do the environmental toxins. I've gotten rid of one strain of mycotoxins, but now I've got all these stupid environmental toxins. I was negative for glyphosate. I was kind of psyched, like, yeah, like there's the good diet, right? One good thing. But I did have all these environmental toxins and I looked at my husband and I went, oh, such a dirty girl. And then I went, oh, we got to write that book because we need to get the word out. Because previous to all of this, I eat organic and I don't eat gluten. And I really try to minimize the gluten-free substitutes too. So it's not like I'm eating gluten-free bread, gluten-free wraps. I'm not eating that stuff, which is probably why the glyphosate was so low because I don't eat it. Mm -hmm. But I exercise. I was trying to get enough rest. Although I, you could argue maybe a mom of four who works doesn't get enough rest, but I tried, right? So, And I don't drink alcohol and I don't eat sugar. Like how boring is that? So I do all these boring things and I'm still paying the price. So if that's me, what does everyone else have who is drinking alcohol, eating sugar, not exercising, not eating properly for their body needs? We need to get the word out. So, so we wrote this book called Dirty Girl because I, I was like, that's the title because it's my story. So it, it really was like in for a penny, in for a pound, let's do a little testing. And then since I'm curious, let's do the full testing and then when I got the data, I was like, why did I do that again? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a fascinating story. So there's a lot of, I want to unpack there. Yeah. Number one, if somebody wants to do a heavy metals test, first of all, have somebody do it for you that knows what they're talking about. Like, like Wendy does, because like DMSA, for example, you need to stay on it for a few days. Otherwise it'll uh, redistribute. So the way that we teach it is every three hours, for four days or every four hours for three days, excuse me. Otherwise, you could redistribute if you get off of it too soon. People feel like crap. But also, what if somebody just goes and they test their heavy metals without opening up their detox pathways? It'll give you a bad result or not well, a bad result. Well, how are you going to test it? 
you know, if you're just doing a baseline test, it's going to be negative. We actually do a baseline test on all of our patients because we just want to see, is there some exposure that you've just had that, that we're noticing? It's always negative because your body knows this is toxic. If you get an exposure, you're going to sequester that in your fat and bones. So you get rid of it in your hair, you know, you're going to get rid of it. And that and that's a survival mechanism by the body, the innate intelligence. It activates PPAORY, shuttle it to your fat cells. Let's the, the solution to pollution is dilution, right? Let's yes. go in there and hide out. So, totally protective. Yeah, number one priority. Um, so the problem I have with hair mineral analysis, and I, I'm going to hear your thoughts on it. I love it for minerals, but when they're testing metals, it's just showing what the body might be getting rid of at that time, but it's not showing right. within the bones and tissue, right? Right. It's not. It's showing what your body is voluntarily getting rid of, mm. which in my case was terrible because my detox mechanisms were shut down. So you test my hair. I never bothered testing my hair. I thought it was a useless test because it's, again, a voluntary thing. And you only do that if you're optimized. And the reason you have this problem is you're not optimized. So it's, yep. it's useless. I, don't, I never do it. Useless for metals. I want to make that clear. I, I see the value in it for minerals and ratios. But yeah, for metals. Yeah, I don't, I don't use it. Yeah, good idea. So, there, so that's one thing I wanted to unpack. The second thing is you mentioned your mercury went off the charts when you started to open up detox pathways. Where did your mercury exposure come from? Did you have silver amalgam fillings or... Okay. How many did you have? I, well, I started with more originally. I'm a product of the seventies, right? So I (laughs) think I had originally like five and then I had one changed over by a non-biologic dentist who was kind enough to leave a little souvenir of mercury buried underneath the, underneath the one, but the biologic dentist was like, it's closed up. Don't worry about it. So that was one then I had a tooth removed because it was cracked and then I had a gluten exposure and I was like, I'm not going to cope with a root canal, just take the tooth out. Mm-hmm. So that got removed because the tooth came out right there. And then I had three left. So I had mercury fillings in my body from, I mean, God, 1975 or something crazy. Wow. Oh so, no, probably later because these are my adult teeth. So whenever I was old enough to get them in my adult teeth. Yeah. So there's that. My mom breastfed me and she had lead and mercury. I grew up in a home that was built before 1978 because I was born before 1978. Yep. And then I discovered sushi in my 20s. Me and Jeremy Pivens, you know, we both had (laughs) too much mercury. (laughs) And I wasn't that, I wasn't, he had poisoning. I just had ongoing toxicity. And then we did construction. We tore our current home, we tore it down. And that was a pre war pre-1978 home. We tore it down. We were right there. We were like, oh, this is so cool. Let's take pictures. Tore that down. Neighbor took his house to Notre Dame. So there's all these ongoing exposures. And Uh, then mercury was fish and fillings. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden your fat burning hormones can do its job. 
so you lose weight. All of a sudden, your cells produce energy, so you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I want to share with you, Wendy, my backstory because there's a lot of similarity. So like you, this was 2015, so it was seven years ago. At this time is when I recently discovered keto and intermittent fasting and eating clean. I owned a CrossFit gym at that time taking all the most expensive supplements in the world, not drinking, eating organic, non-GMO. And I was tired all the time. I had to take yeah. a nap in between sessions. I had brain fog. I had My mind was just going all over the place. I couldn't adapt to, to exercise well. My adrenals were begin, becoming shot. And then I discovered the dangers of silver amalgam fillings. And then I look in my mouth and I had eight of them that I had in when, since I was a kid. So 20 plus years. And then I went to a biological dentist from for two different appointments, four and four, two different sides. Got him out safely. You're brave, by the way. I had two, <laughs> two laid me low for like a week. <laughs> it was not fun. And, and for those listening, please, 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 I think Wendy will agree. If you do have fillings, don't just go out to a regular dentist and get them removed. You want to share a little bit more about why it's important to find the right dentist? Yeah. Yeah. So just living, eating, drinking, brushing your teeth chewing food, anything warm and, and activation releases mercury into your system. Just for the record, so when I went to the biologic dentist, I was on the fence about getting my mercury fillings out because I'm like, oh, I don't want to disturb it, right? She's like, that's, that's a ridiculous thought process. Really, because anytime you eat and drink, you're releasing mercury into your system. And I was like, oh, crap, bad doc, like bad thought process, right? <laughs> so then she said to me, it's so toxic that we can't throw your mercury fillings in the trash. That's right. We have to throw your mercury fillings in specific biohazard that goes to toxic waste. And I went, it's in my mouth. It's not considered toxic waste. It comes out, it's considered toxic waste. So it's so toxic. They can't expose the general population to it. It's that toxic. So huge plug for getting it removed in a safe way. And the reason that matters is when you start to pull it out. So it was amazing. My, my dentist put this little, basically had a dam, a, dent, a, a plastic dam, cut a little hole in it, fit that around the tooth and draped all of us. I mean, they were wearing these rebreather masks that filtered everything out. And it's so toxic when you start to dig into them to get rid of it. So what's really nice about the biologic dentist is they understand that the exposure is, is present. So they're using a lot of water, you get oxygen, they're draping you, they're making sure it's not falling down your throat because you don't want to eat it either. Mm -hmm. You don't want to touch it, eat it, drink it, none of it. So it's really important to go to someone who understands the concept of why the exposure is bad and how to mitigate it. They also gave activated charcoal at the same time. It was really well done. And then I bumped it up by doing uh, you know, IVs and doing my own protocol. Cause I was like, well, I'm not just relying on them. I'm going to add my own stuff. And I still was late though. I mean, I, the, that day I went home, went to bed next day. I was like, 
I'm going back to bed. Yeah, no, I, it's so important. That's the way that it should be done. It, it should mm-hmm. look like a hazmat scene. Same thing for me. My, I have a great biological dentist here in South Miami, and he did the exact same process. I was covered up. I had that dam. And he's like, don't swallow, don't swallow. I kept reminding me, don't swallow. And it was hard. It was like, the more he tells me not to do it, it's more that I want to do it. And I got it removed, two different appointments, four and then four. So I got all eight removed because to your point, mercury is a super toxin. And that mercury goes from that tooth, which the, the filling is about 50 to 55% mercury. And it vaporizes, you said, you chew on food, you are uh, drinking beverages, et cetera. You start to disturb it. And it vaporizes, crosses that blood-brain barrier, and it goes into the hypothalamus pituitary and other parts of your body. Not good. So when you get it removed the right way, then that's when your journey actually starts. Then you start to read Wendy's book and start to understand detox and start to open up detox pathways with the goal of getting to the brain and getting to the mercury in the brain. So for those wondering, how do I find a biological dentist? IAOMT.org is a great website. Uh, Find a smart certified dentist. Ask them if they're how they do the procedure, and you want them to describe it the same way Wendy just described it to you. So I got mine removed, and then I started working with Dr. Pampa and some of the doctors we work with, and they started teaching me detox. Yeah. But as I started doing that, Wendy, the house I lived in, we did a mold test, and we had massive black molds hidden in the behind the walls and in the attic and behind the HVAC. And no wonder I was. You you were in Florida, right? I mean, it's wet there. It's wet. It's a swamp. It used to be a swamp. You're right. High humidity, Florida, it's like a a sweet spot for for mold to grow. And no wonder, because I was peeing all the time. My adrenals were shot. I felt awful, even though I was already got the fillings out. So Mm. I I got it remediated the right way. I used a a company, but I didn't feel good living in that house either way. So I actually sold my house and got out of there just to get out of that exposure. Yeah. And then I went through my mold detox and heavy metals detox and all that. And then I started to feel better, even though I was doing everything right. To your point, right. it wasn't until I went upstream and got the toxins out that I started to feel like I wanted to feel. Yeah. yeah. You, you got to get the root cause of it. Otherwise, it's just like being on the rat wheel over and over. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. Why aren't I feeling better? Wash, rinse, repeat. Exactly. Yeah. I want to get into your book. I'm just going to share real quick a couple of studies that I shared with you before. And then let's get into your book and talk about, all right, where do we start? How do we... Let's talk about what you call the um, Holy Trinity. That was a great part of your book. So let me just share this real quick for those who are watching on YouTube. If not, I'll read it for you. But Environmental Working Group, Wendy knows about the study. They were examining the cord blood of newborns and they found that they began life exposed to as many as 287 to 413 toxic chemicals. In the study, 180 of them were known to cause cancer. According to the Columbia University of School of Public Health, cancer has risen in children 67.1% since 1950 and 95% of cancer is caused by diet and environment. What do you want to share about this right here, Whitney? It breaks my heart, right? Like... I know that the EPA has been crippled over the last 10, 15 years. And unfortunately, big industry is big because they have the power to lobby. And so I, I think this isn't meant to be a rant on anything about government. It's more about you have to just decide for yourself that you're not going to assume that things are safe until proven otherwise. You're going to presume that all this stuff that you can't pronounce and you don't know what it is, Oh God, my kids came home one day with a, a bottle of water. It was bright blue. Okay. And I, I have, I've always had a ban on if it's artificially colored 
we're not eating it. It's derived from tar. We're not doing that. So they show up with this bright blue. So already I'm like, we're not going to drink this. And then they said to me, can we drink this? Mama, look what they gave us in school. Can we have it? I was like, oh, sweetie, why don't you read me the ingredients? <laughs> and my kid turns it over and she starts to read. She's like, I can't pronounce these. I can't read these. And I was like, cool. If you can't read it, don't put it in your body. No, throw it out. So we emptied out, we threw it out. So I would take that approach to things that if you don't know what it is, it's not food. It's not meant to be in or on your body. Legit. If you don't know what it is, don't, don't partake. Pass. That's a good rule of thumb. I love that you, you, you asked him to read the ingredients. Brilliant. Momming right there. I'm going to say momming as if it's a word. <laughs> right. A mom, it's a verb. Momming. <laughs> yeah. That was brilliant. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's so sad. And, it, and it's, it hasn't gotten better. It's gotten worse. So that that's one study in lead, right? Uh, lead affects four generations in two ways. Like to your point, Wendy, uh, it's inherited through mom, uh, through utero, because lead is passed on to baby. So you got that from your mom. And then of course, you got it from how... So she said something key for those who are listening. 1978, if you live in a house or lived in a house before 1978 or before chances are you were exposed to lead. I always ask that yeah. question when I'm working with somebody or about to work with somebody. Yeah. Have you ever lived in a house that was built before 1978? So that's one exposure. And there's numerous studies that shows not just Flint, Michigan, it also affects the newborns and babies' brains, Scientific American. It could lead to childhood and adult obesity, et cetera, gut bacteria. You talk, we're going to get into this some more. I'm just going to fly through this real quick. Mercury from silver amalgam fillings, contact lenses in the 80s and 90s, flu shots, uh, certain vaccinations. Yeah. This study. Tamarisol. Remember that nice yeah. word for mercury, tamarisol? Yeah. I, like, I actually knew I was allergic to that before I knew I had a mercury issue. I knew I was allergic to tamarisol. Really? And I looked it up and figured out that's just a nice name for mercury. But I knew I was allergic because I had multiple reactions to my vaccinations as huh. an adult. And finally, I was like, okay, we're done with this game because I'm down for the count when I get these vaccinations. Yeah. And you, and you know, really the sick. The argument, and I'm sure you've gotten it from regular dentists or people who think that mercury is just fine. The argument is, oh, we've done studies on individuals with silver amalgam fillings. We've tested their blood and we see no excess mercury in their blood after the fillings. Why is that flawed? Because uh, you're sequestering. Your body knows it's toxic. You're going to sequester that. And also, it's looking at one exposure too. We're not looking at the cumulative effect. You know, so patients will say to me, I only eat tuna once a week. And I was like, oh my God, you should be eating it at most once a year or twice a year. The amount contained in it is enough often to gum up the works for months. It's more in one sitting because here, let's, let's go back. When mercury gets released into the atmosphere and then lands in the oceans, it gets converted into methylmercury, which is the harmful form and fish ingest it. And the bigger the fish, the more they've ingested, because think of it, they've just eaten more of it and it's aggregated inside of them. Now, think about when all of these fires are occurring in California, 91% of what's released is from all these fires and they're burning down in Brazil in the, in the rainforest, they're burning that and that's releasing mercury that becomes methylmercury. So the amounts that we're getting exposed I did the math out because they were saying something like X amount of methylmercury converts into something like 600 million pounds of mercury or something ridiculous. Wow. And it's all aggregating in what we're eating. So when you're eating these high mercury fish, you're getting more than one serving of mercury. You're not getting like a sniff. You're getting a lot of it. And then if you're eating it regularly, you're aggregating it. 
So you're basically taking what the big fish had and aggregating it into yourself. And if you have great detox, cool, you're set. But if you're like most people, at some point, you're going to hit a problem. It's going to be a stumbling block for you because you're asking your body to do more than it can. Just It just can't keep up with the exposure. Yeah. Because that doesn't even account for stress, alcohol, chemicals from plastics, beauty products. If you're sleeping on a bed that has flame retardants, it doesn't account for all those other 50,000 exposures you get in a, yeah. in a week. Yeah. In the Uber car, with your Uber driver, with the Febreze little air freshener, oh, all that stuff. Nuts. Nice and, new car smell. Right? Yeah, my daughter, yeah. We got my daughter a new car because her car crapped out. And I was like, oh, we need to get a filter for your car. Like, it's yeah. bad for you. Yeah. Yeah, all that's off. Even this this chair, right? When I got it, I knew it was off gassing as soon as I got it. Put it on my balcony for a couple of days, let it air out out there, bring it back in. Because I understand this. Once you're aware, then you can start making better decisions. And your book does a great job helping people become aware. And to your point, the blood, that's why we don't look at blood heavy metals or blood mercury. That's acute, which if you just got exposed, maybe you'll see it there. But we're talking about uh, the cumulative effect of that the metals and what's in your tissues and bones, etc. If you're anything like me, you spend a lot of money on supplements each month. Have you ever thought these supplements are actually working for you? Are they attaching to your receptor sites and helping your cells do a specific job? What if you're not getting enough minerals? Or what if you have too much of something creating an imbalance in other minerals? Knowing this will not only save you money, but it'll also improve your health so you could balance out the vitamins and minerals that you really need. With that being said, how the heck do you know if you have a mineral imbalance? What I'm bringing you today is a chance to accurately test all of that at the comfort of your home. In this case, I'm talking about my friends over at Upgraded Formulas and their upgraded hair test kit and consultation. When you discover the truth here and what's going on with your body, you can vanquish any of those hidden deficiencies that are affecting your metabolism, thyroid, adrenals, mental performance, endurance, strength, and sleep, just to name a few. I've had Barton Scott on the show before and he gave a masterclass on minerals. How this works is simple. You are sent a test kit and you use some of your hair. You just cut off a short piece of your hair. It could be on your head or pubic hair. You send it back to them and they have your results. They also offer a consultation to go over your results with you. It's simple, it's effective, and it's one of the best tests to know if what you're doing is working for you or not. If you'd like to get your hands on their deficiency test and consultation, head to UpgradedFormulas.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 to receive 15% off your entire order. That is UpgradedFormulas.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below. Back to this, the FASB study, right? It showed that the more amalgam fillings in your mouth, the more mercury in your organs, including the brain, kidneys, heart, and liver. The DRASH study, so this is interesting because you said your mom had fillings. My mom did too. Even if you've never had silver fillings put inside of you, if your mom had fillings when she gave birth to you, the DRASH study showed that the amount of mercury in aborted embryos and dead infants corresponds to the number of amalgam fillings present in mom's mouth. And then these are more studies. I'm not going to really go into these, but um, symptoms of mercury, a lot of the things you already explained that you were going through. And then the last thing I want to get to here before we get to your book is glyphosate. Yeah. And Stephanie Seneff, MIT researcher, she showed that glyphosate actually pushes these metals even deeper into our tissue. So 
we have a battle and we have the solution. So let's talk about the solution. Let's talk about your book, Dirty Girl. Let's talk about, first of all, the Holy Trinity and what role that plays with people feeling sick and tired. So just as a preface, I'm not trying to replace any religious icons. You know, it's it's not a religious term when I use it, but it just so beautifully to me illustrates that there's this really delicate interplay between the adrenal glands, which are responsible for your fight, flight, freeze, a, adrenaline, cortisol, maintaining life, being able to run away from a stressor. And by the way, when you transition into menopause for women, the adrenals take over the role of doing the majority of hormone work. And when I always show, I pull out my pathway and I say to them, okay, here's, here's life or death and here's hormones. And if life or death is challenged, hormones aren't going to happen. You know, it's basically life or death. If that's not taken care of, nothing else matters. So the adrenals are running the show. So if your adrenals are stressed, and by the way, Ben, if someone has a thought like, oh, I'm going to get in a car accident or, oh, my partner's going to break up with me or I'm not going to get that job, whatever that thought is, right? doesn't matter the thought. What matters is that if it's stressful to you, you instantly shut down digestion, shut down detox and go down fight, flight or freeze pathway. And so the adrenals are running the show here. And then attached to the adrenals, part of this holy trinity is your liver, because your liver does a huge amount of your detox work. And the liver, you know, think about it, when you drink alcohol, alcohol is a toxin. And the liver then uses alcohol dehydrogenase and, and breaks down the alcohol so that you cannot die from drinking alcohol. And if you drink too much alcohol, you'll have over asked what your body can do. And that's when you get alcohol poisoning and pass out and have comas and et cetera. So it could be fatal if you took too much. Women tend to go slower than men for alcohol in general. So your liver is responsible for a tremendous amount of what your body does to get rid of toxins. Hormones can be toxic. Toxins are toxic. There's a, just a huge list of things. And the liver does that by converting it to another form, glyphosating it, binding it to something, putting on a methyl group. There's a lot of ways that the liver does detox. And when the adrenals are stressed, the adrenals say to the liver, halt the presses. This is not a priority right now. The priority is let's live through this life or death thing. Now, most things that we have thoughts and are stressed about, they're not life or death, but we haven't caught up with the technological advances. And so even though you know you're not going to die, it's still the same cascade of hormones and, and things that happen when you get stressed. So you get stressed and it's the same thing as if a lion were going to eat you because that's what the body knows to do. So you have that thought, your body thinks a lion is going to eat you. You drive glucose to your large muscles in your legs so that you can run away. And then here's the third part of the Holy Trinity. You shut down your digestion. Because if that lion's going to eat you, digesting that meal does not matter. What matters is focusing all your energy on getting away. So you don't do any of the ongoing behaviors. You don't absorb your minerals and nutrients. You shut down your digestion. You shut down detox. Detox is what I call a thriving behavior. It doesn't occur in life or death. It occurs when the system says, oh, I'm safe. I can, I can be fine here. So you have to do the foundational stuff and then yeah. you get to detox. So the Holy Trinity is the adrenals, its impact on the liver and the gut. Because if those three aren't working together, you're not going to detox. You know, especially if you have gut dysfunction and you're not pooping or you have inappropriate secretion of enzymes in the gut, you're not going to do what you're supposed to do and you will not detox because 
the system isn't properly functioning. It's like missing a, an entire part of the rail on a, on a train, you know, the railway. Yeah. You can't get from point A to B because you're missing the connecting pieces. Uh, so important. Great explanation of, of the connection between the, the adrenals, the liver, and the and the gut. The liver, I, I always call the liver the soccer mom organ because she does everything for us. And, you know, for those who are watching and listening, uh, probably you're doing keto and the liver produces bile to break down fat, which also helps detoxify. And Wendy, I've seen the number one struggle people experience as they transition to more higher healthy fat, lower carb. They can't break down the fat. Their bile is thick and sluggish. So what are some ways we could love our liver? What are some solutions you talk about in the book? What are some downstream stuff we can do? I mean, there, so there's tons of stuff. And just as a comment, when you transition into keto, it's really interesting. Keto Im improves carnitine, which the mitochondria need, except that transition into keto has a huge drain on carnitine. So often people feel terrible. Mm -hmm. So one solution is, okay, increase the carnitine that you're taking orally so that you can give the mitochondria what it needs as you're doing this transition, because ultimately you'll get out of it. Like a bus to shuttle that fat to the mitochondria. And, and I always recommend kind of going slowly into ketosis and not cold turkey because of what you just shared and other reasons, yeah. Yeah, so back to the liver, you know, think of the liver like anything that stresses it, you're going to want to stop. So I, I always say to people, look, sugar's the antichrist, Okay. We get the Holy Trinity, we might as well get the Antichrist. Sugar is nasty for you. It is not in your favor. And if you think about sugar, 200 years ago, our ancestors ate as much sugar in a year as we eat in a day. And I say we because it's like you, the royal we, because I don't think you and I are eating that, but the average human eats 40 grams of sugar or more a day. And 200 years ago, that's what we, we ate in a year. And sugar is its own type of toxin. It throws off the microbiome in the gut, causes candida to grow, which then throws off the microbiome more, which makes it harder to have basic function. By the way, yeast love it when there's metals present. And so if you got metals, you got yeast anyway, and then they're going to just magnify. Which explains why you had candida overgrowth. Yeah. Yeah. And plus that, plus the, just the gut dysfunction from the celiac, it all, it all creates this environment of inflammation. And, and yeast love it when there's chaos. Like they just, <laughs> they're happy. So anything that's, that makes it harder on the liver makes it harder for you to do upstream. So, so easy stuff, don't eat sugar or eat it in limited amounts or limited frequency. You know, limit it in some way instead of having the whole cake have a slice. Yeah, and then and, go and, for a walk after, stay active. Go for a walk. Make sure you have protein with it. Like my kids, yeah. I've tricked my kids. They're like, will you make me hot chocolate? I'm like, sure, honey. Because it's, it's soy milk that has sugar in it, but it's also like five scoops of collagen. <laughs> nice, smart. And cacao powder and cinnamon. And they're like, this tastes great. I'm like, enjoy. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Go right ahead, sweetheart. Have, enjoy your hot chocolate. So things that help the liver. Don't drink alcohol. Don't eat sugar. Eat foods that help phase one and phase two in the liver. Cruciferous vegetables, turmeric. Curcumin is the other name for turmeric. Protein, actually, eggs and, and meats and cheeses. Those help because those provide what the body needs for phase two in the liver ensuring that your hormones are in balance, which is sort of this broad diaphanous thing. Like, I don't know, how do I know my hormones are in balance? Well, for women, if you have regular hormones and regular periods, sorry, and you're not having any, too many bad symptoms of them, yeah, your hormones are in balance. If you have breast tenderness, PMS, mood irritability, or irregular periods, and you go, okay, there's probably a hormone issue here. 
I should probably see a functional medicine provider. And then for men, hormone issues often show up as low testosterone. So if the sex drive is low, you know, look, men love sex. So if they're not waking up with a heart on and want to have sex, it's a problem. It's not, they're not healthy. You know, it, it's, a, it's a big problem. So normalizing hormone levels, I'm in practice with my husband, who's also my partner and my business partner. And he always says to the guys, sex or stress, you're going to have to choose because you can't have both. So for men, because what happens is called the cortisol steal. So especially for men, but for women too, because nobody wants to have sex when they're super stressed. And the reason that you're like, why is she talking about sex when I'm talking about the liver? Because your hormones, if they're improperly balanced are going to put a strain on the liver because the liver is what deals with your hormones and puts it into the gut to deal with it. So you need to optimize your body and things like indole-3-carbinols, calcium deglucarate, these are all things that can improve hormone balance. Making sure your B vitamins, you know, you you methylate at a rate of like a thousand times every millisecond. So Mm -hmm. making sure you have adequate B12 and folate so that you can methylate. Methyl is important because the B12 and folate donate a methyl group to inactivate toxic hormones in particular. So methylation is a huge way to get rid of your toxic hormones once you're trying to get rid of them. So things that take away stress on the liver are multifaceted. Exercise sensitizes the cells to insulin, which then makes the cell uptake insulin. And in the liver, what that means is it's not making triglycerides and very low density particles for LDL, it's making proper energy balance. And so, so there's all these other things that happen. So taking care of your liver is critical. Mm, great tips. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of bitters uh, as well. You, mean, you mentioned a few of them, but yeah, bitters are so great to have on a daily basis. What are your thoughts on uh, castor oil packs on the liver and coffee enemas? Um. I don't use castor oil packs a lot. I'm not against them. I just haven't used them enough to comment. Coffee enemas, they, I mean, it, they can help you detox and, and sometimes it's too strong. Mm. So my, my sense is that I think enemas are fantastic because they're retraining the muscle. You know, so let's back up. If you're constipated, just if you're constipated, you're not pooping regularly, the stools are hard. I call them bunny poops. You know, you poop and you're like, oh, there's a bunch of pellets in the toilet. Do look at your poop. You should know what it looks like. And ideally, you want it to be a nice, nice pipe once or twice a day, maybe more. As long as you're pooping and it's a nice pipe, go for it. So if you're constipated, inevitably, that muscle in the gut is overly stretched. And when it gets overly stretched for a long period of time, it forgets how to do its job. So it forgets how to contract. So if you're constipated, in my house, we call it complicated. So sorry if I make it misspeak. Because one day my kid said to me, I'm complicated. I said, I know, honey. She's the drama queen. So she's like, I'm very complicated. I said, I know, sweetheart. You're a complicated human being. But she was constipated and messed up the word. So <laughs> That's anyway, cute. It was really cute. So when I'm on podcasts, I say complicated. I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's not that. It's constipated. So just retraining the, the gut to contract can be very valuable for people. So enemas unto themselves are a great way to do that. Colon hydrotherapy, also great. Then you add in the coffee part of it. For some people, it can be too much. If it's not too much, I think they're great. And I'm always just like worried. How are people going to react? Yeah, no, great advice. And, and you want to remineralize as well if you're doing enemas and yeah. detox in general, right? Because you lose, lose a lot of minerals. Yeah, yeah um, that's the third prong for us is it, so improve liver, bind to the toxins and replace what you're losing especially from metals removal. 
so bind to toxins, you mentioned people eating fish that sometimes contains metals, especially mercury. Would it be a good idea, let's say if somebody is going to eat tuna, that one to two times per year, that they take a binder about an hour beforehand? Would that help? Um, you know, I'm not sure if that's been studied. I don't know the answer to that, but it wouldn't hurt. it makes sense, right? But, wouldn't hurt. Yeah, right. it wouldn't hurt. Wouldn't hurt. And after two, because after the exposure, it's like, wouldn't hurt. So when we're talking about binders, for me, that would be like an activated charcoal. Wouldn't mm -hmm. hurt. Yeah, great. Uh, and then what about binders and other uses such as like uh, saunas? If you're going to go into a sauna, would it make sense to take a binder before that and maybe after as well? Yep, absolutely. And then when it, like I know your book talks about like things to identify in your house. What are some common household toxins that you see this across the thread? Most people have these toxins in their household that they could get rid of today after they to listen to this episode right now. All right. So so just to be aware, I've been called the bad news bear because people are like, oh my God, this is so overwhelming. So the first I thing I get I'll it. Say, I totally understand, Wendy. <laughs> so the first thing I'll say is go slowly. If you're listening to this, it's because you're committed to it. Cool. Rome wasn't built in a day. You're not going to fix this either in a day. So go systematically. And what I mean by that is, oh, I'm running out of hand soap. Cool. That's an opportunity to level up. I use Environmental Working Group as my, mm -hmm. my site source. I was talking to a friend earlier today and she's like, I love Think Dirty because when I'm in the store, I just Google the UPC code. I was like, I never go to the store. I do all my shopping online. So, Me too. <laughs> so you know, online I use EWG. So, and it's ewg.org and they have an app and you can just type in a product. So as you're running out of things, level up. The most common things, think of it like this. What are you putting on your body? I mean, guys don't put as much on their body as women do, but you're still using things, shampoo, maybe conditioner, any kind of facial product, colognes, aftershaves, all these things can be toxic for you. So mm -hmm. for men, it's anything they're putting on their body. And for women, any, I mean, really the makeup, the beauty products, the hair products, all of that can be toxic. So leveling up as you start to run out is really valuable. And then in your house, yeah, that's the hard one. So what are you cleaning your house with? Level up to my favorite brand is Aspen Clean because they made it easy for me to do my online shopping all in one, one thing. So they have floor cleaner, window cleaner, kitchen counter cleaner, bathroom cleaner. They have all the cleaners. They're environmental working group certified. They Aspen, also have, Aspen yeah, Clean. They're great. Aspen, A-S-P-E-N. And they're, they also have dishwasher and, and laundry detergent. So that's great because it's like, I just set it on auto ship and done, right? So that, and then what are you sleeping on? If you're in the market for a new mattress, I would look for a mattress that does not contain added fire retardants because wool can be a natural fire retardant, unless you're a smoker. If you're a smoker, then I recommend you get a bed with flame retardants. Because you're, if you smoke in bed, your risk of setting your mm. house on fire is quite high. So that would be, you should keep your traditional mattress yeah. there. But otherwise, or, or, stop, or stop smoking. That would be ideal. But if you're not going to quit smoking, <laughs> right. just don't die in your bed. Good point there. Yeah. So um, what are you what are you sleeping on? And then don't use air fresheners. Don't don't use things that are not natural. So if you're going to do air fresheners, do essential oil mm. diffusers because those are naturally derived as long as the company is reputable, right? Because if you're getting stuff from another country, there is a chance that it's contaminated. I actually had a patient, my husband and I shared this patient, her lead level was 140. And, we're like, and her husband's lead level was like 60. We're trying to figure out where on earth did they get these? And what we were able to narrow down is it looks like it came from tea from China. 
and because this, the, there was contamination in the chain. So ju you just really want to be careful where you're getting things from and make sure that the chain is also clean. Yeah, that's so important. You know, Wendy, I get a lot of companies who reach out to me with their products and they want me to try it and promote it. First thing I ask is, what is your sourcing? Do you have a report on your heavy metals test? Do you do mold testing if it's relevant? And not a lot of companies do it. And if they don't do it, I don't you know, try their product because to your point, you have no idea, especially coffee, by the way. Coffee is loaded with moldy and, and uh, sometimes uh, you have pesticides or herbicides as well. So continue. Those are some things we're identifying, air fresheners to essential oils, quality company, anything else we missed? Probably, right? <laughs> That's a good start though. If you're going to buy a couch, actually, there's this great feature on Wayfair. Again, I mentioned I don't, I don't go anywhere, right? I just shop <laughs> online. So Wayfair is an online company that you can buy everything. And there's an option buried very deep. You know, you, you filter and down at the very bottom of filtering, whenever you're searching a couch or whatever, you can shop sustainably and you mm. can opt into, I want to shop without all the chemicals there's a number of options for that. It depends, you know, how in-depth do you want to go? But furniture is another huge source. Paint, if you're doing construction on your house. If your house was built before 1978 and it hasn't been down to the studs renovated, you're having an ongoing exposure to lead because the joists that where the walls meet the floor and the doors, as they settle, it grinds into lead dust. Mm -hmm. So you're getting these exposures ongoingly. So the more you can wash your floors, wash your walls, it's crazy making, right? So do your best. And then layering on top of that, if you're going to do construction, don't be there. Like don't be proud of a DIY on a pre-1978 house. Farm it out. Let, you know, let, and say to them, hey, there's lead, take precautions. And then when you're finishing the work, you don't want to add in things that need to off-gas. And paint is a really clear example. You can get no VOC paint super easy. And same day, you could paint it, you don't even smell it. So things like that. And there's a great site. I think I talk about it in my book about clean building supplies. I think it's uh, Green Building Supplies is the name of the website. And oh, cool. they specialize in everything that's clean for construction because construction is a huge source of exposure. Oh, no. Yeah. That's great. Um, we'll, we'll find the link for that and put it down below. Um, I would say out of the things you mentioned in the household, all of them are important. I would, I would probably start with the detergent and, and the bed if possible, because if you think about the clothes we're breathing in like 24-7 and if you get the right detergent, that'll help negate any toxicity. And then in bed, you're in bed for seven and nine hours each night. So a, a non-toxic bed. Last question for you is, is there an um, air purification company or machine that you recommend that we could throw in? Because I live in an apartment, right? And there's VOCs here. It's a brand new apartment. There's no mold. So I use a filter called... Well, at least that I don't know of. And I use a machine called EnviroCleanse, which does a really good job at kind of taking out some VOCs and nasty particles. But is there any recommend any other company you might recommend? Yes, and I'm totally blanking on it. We Well, we, the, the, it's a company. It's considered best in class. Is it Air Doctor? Um, well, mm, let me, if you could bear with me, I'm going to have to, I'll have to IM it to you at the end and you can put okay. it in the show notes because I'll, once, once we stop recording, because under the gun, I'm going to be too okay. uh, crazy, but they make both like I, I bought my daughter when we got her car and it was new, we got her this air filter for the car. It's specifically designed for the car, but they also make them oh, for cool. an environment, not just driving around, but they make it for rooms. So I'll get you that it's considered best in class, not cheap. You know, I was like, oh. <gasps> that's more than I wanted to spend. You know, I didn't want to spend that money on that. But then I thought, oh, 
you know, I'm either going to pay for that now to make sure she's not exposed or I'm going to pay later when she's sick and is exposed. Yeah. Choose to pay now or be forced to pay later. Might as well be proactive. And, and health is not an expense. It's an investment to your point. So we'll put that down below. You have a, a free guide that you're going to offer the keto campers, which is a, a guide on how to clean up your life, a dirty girl guide. So explain it and how we can get that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you read the book at the end of the book, you're like all gung ho about cleaning up your life. And then you go, okay, well, what's the best pan to use? And what's the best beauty product? And what should I use for couches and beds? So we, my team has actually spent hours compiling the best of essentially. So in that it's got, what are your options for, for everything that we could think of? And we're continuing to add to it because you know, what else is possible? And it's, we've done the work, so you don't have to basically. And so that is fivejourneys.com forward slash promo. And uh, that's this right here for those watching on YouTube, fivejourneys.com slash promo for those listening. There's a video here for you to watch and you can see exactly what it is. And then your book, where can they get your book? Just one thing about the book. If you're going to Google it, so it's on Amazon and it's on our website. So oh, yeah, has the Amazon Googling Prime. part, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you're like, oh, I'm going to go find that book, that Dirty Girl book, I would highly recommend not doing Dirty Girl without some kind of qualifier because yes. you're not going to get my book. I didn't you're even think about that. <laughs> right? So I, we've learned that the hard way. So if you do Google Dirty Girl on Amazon, either put my last name in, which is Trubo, or put Wendy in, and I think it'll show up. Or we'll put, put a, Dirty we'll put Girl a link Detox. Down. We'll put yeah, a link down below. Yeah. DirtyGirlDetox.com, you said? Well, Dirty Girl Detox is our website, okay. but it's not up yet. But on Amazon, there's the book. It's just Dirty Girl Detox. That will get you the book. Or go to our website, and the book's right on the front page. Got it. So we'll put all that down below so you don't have to get into trouble on Google. <laughs> Anywhere else you want them to check you out? Any other social media platform? Sure. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And all of those handles are at Wendy Trubo MD. And the Wendy is W-E-N-D-I-E-T-R-U-B-O-W-M-D. And oh, no, dot com. Yeah. And yeah, we'll put all that down below if you want to check out Wendy. Go get her book. Go get the guide. Follow Wendy on social media. This has been one of my favorite conversations. I just loved talking about this important topic of detox. And I love that you get it and you relay it so well. Your attitude, your personality, your energy is amazing. And I really, I really enjoyed the conversation. I want to acknowledge you, your husband, your team, all the work that you're doing. Keep educating the world. We'll do round two again. And uh, I just had a lot of fun today. So thank you so much, Wendy. Me too, Ben. This was great. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Dr. Wendy Drubo. Go get her book. But I need to warn you, don't just search Google for Dirty Girl. That might bring up some crazy things. Go to the link down below. It'll make it easier for you to avoid any craziness that might pop up when you type in Dirty Girl. So we'll just drop a link for you in the podcast notes to get her book. Her website is 5journeys.com. Facebook is 5journeys. Instagram is the number 5 Journeys Health. We'll drop all that down below so it's easy for you to find. The book has been endorsed by Dr. Mark Hyman, Mel Robbins. Uh, it's awesome. And go listen to her podcast, which is called Five Journeys Podcast as well. If this conversation was beneficial and you found it valuable, please consider leaving it a rating and review. And copy and paste the link, post it on social media, send it in a text message to a friend, somebody you believe who could really take value from a conversation like this and go check out all of her information, which we will drop down below in the podcast notes. 
Thank you so much, Keto Camper, for listening to the entire episode. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.